0: the richest man in the entire world, right? If he didn't, if he didn't have the ability to walk um, or move around, he would give every one of his last dollars just to be able to be where I'm at, you know what I mean? Somebody who was dying on their deathbed because of cancer would give every single bit of money that they had to be where I was at. So it's like, dang, like I really am rich.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to the Venture Mentality Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob O'Connor. Today joining us, we have Jake Nix. This man was homeless at age 21 and a millionaire by age 25. He's a real estate investor. What's up, Jake? What's up, man, Jacob? Glad to be on your show, bro. Yeah, I'm so glad you can come on, man. And to start things off, I was hoping you could provide a little bit of context about your journey, you know, where you started and then build up to where you are now.
0: Yeah, so uh, for me, starting, you know, coming out of high school, my dad was a traveling pastor, so we didn't, you know, there was no really idea about money. Um, and you don't make that much money. So like, I, I really had no idea about it. I just know that, you know, I wanted to be successful. Uh, problem was I wasn't very good at school. So I, I went to go to college for a year, uh, flunked out and, uh, I said, man, I better, I better get a job and, uh, do kind of, I mean, life hits hard. I was uh, cleaning Planet at fitness at night. And so I made like 200 bucks not 200 bucks, like 400 bucks, uh, every two weeks. Uh, but 800 bucks a month is not enough to pay for, um, Pay for food, pay for a car payment, pay for a uh, apartment. So, it was one of those things. I didn't live with my parents at the time. I was uh, living in Oklahoma, and they were in Colorado. So, I mean, there's just like you had no had no way of making it. So, just you know, kind of living in my car for about seven months there. And I just started reading a book, thinking "Grow Rich" by uh, Napoleon Hill, and it really, you know, at that time I thought you had to go to college. I thought like I would never be successful, but with that book, it kind of like changed change my mindset. If I could change my mind, I could change, change my life, um, and do something different. So kind of that, that's where, that's kind of where my story began.
1: That's awesome. And you know, um, as we talk about your journey, everything that you've done, I want to start off with, you were homeless living in a car, like just what did that do for you mentally? Cause I think that it's really kind of, um, maybe takes a hit to your self esteem and then you got to go through the process of rebuilding that back up.
0: Yeah, no, dude. and And that's, that's the biggest thing is when, you know, when you're living in your car, um, even approaching different business opportunities or, 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 whatever, like that's, that's the mindset that you approach it with that, you know, that you're living in your car. And so it really does kind of take a huge, uh, huge, you know, blow to your ego mm-hmm. of thinking like, man, you you know, you're nobody. So overcoming that was probably one of the hardest things because even, even to this day, it's like, you still think about that. It's like, you know, I was a kid that was just like living in my car, you know? And it's like, if I wouldn't have made some of the moves that I made, then I wouldn't be where I'm at. You know what I mean? So it it is super grateful, but it definitely was a a big blow to my ego for sure um, when I was there.
1: As you talk about change your mindset, change your life, like what did that process look like? Because I think a lot of um, the people listen to the different shows, podcasts, they're offered um, advice, but what they're lacking kind of is actionable steps on how to take action and get these things accomplished.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, dude, there's, there's so many things out there. Like you can really make money doing absolutely anything. Uh, but one of the biggest, the biggest things is like, it, there's no, there's no like cheat code. There's no, um, you know, get rich quick, you know, buy you know, um, what's that? Like, what's that courtesy online, uh, um, Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Yeah. Like, so anytime, like anything, you know, some, something like that happens, like a lot of people jump on it, but dude, really at the end is of like, for me, I, I found myself and like, all right, um, uh, I'm here. So what can I do? And so I seen myself as a servant. All right, I'm going to get out there and meet a need, any, any problem that somebody has, like, I'm going to meet a need because if I can go meet a need. I then have an opportunity, and I can get a reward, which you know for us is money. So it's like if somebody wants to start their own business or be successful, it's like you you want to be a, a, somebody who meets somebody's need because that's why that's why people want you around. You know what I mean? Like if you if you bring value and you can solve a problem, like then you have a seat at the table. Um, and until you see yourself as a problem solver, um, there's I mean there's really nothing
1: there's really nothing to do. Absolutely, and I think that what kind of helped uh, maybe you and your experience was the fact that you read Think and Grow Rich. I've read it; it's an amazing book but I was hoping that you could share some of the insights from the book that helped you personally for anyone who hasn't read it yet.
0: Yeah. So I think, you know, one of the, one of the biggest things about the, that book was for me, it was the fact that I didn't have to be where I was at. Like so that mindset that I was in from being homeless, right. Uh, my, you know, my ego was down. Like I was feeling kind of like, I was feeling kind of pretty sorry for myself. Right. So for me with the whole book was talking about, like if you can change your mindset, like you really can change your life. And that was for me, it's like, okay, I'm here but I don't have to be. So like, just cause I'm physically right there and I'm physically homeless, um, I don't have any money, but that doesn't have to be what next year looks like. And if I could take these steps, um, next year's gonna look a lot different. Six months is gonna look a lot different. So it's, it was more so of seeing myself in the future um, versus right now where I was at. Um, Joe Rogan, I listened to one of his podcast. He talked about, you know, being the hero of your story and what would that person do? And so that's, and even I still adopt that for every single one of my you know, days of my life. It's like, all right, if I'm the hero of my story, what would that person do? And then, you know, taking those, taking those actionable steps. And I think so many times like we got to get over ourselves of um, thinking we have to be like a doctor or a lawyer um, or something white collar that looks good and sounds good versus being like, Hey, like I'm cool with taking out the trash. Like what, you know, what do you need any, any need? If you need your windows, washed, you know, you need your car wash, whatever, because that'll propel you to different steps in the, in the future.
1: I think, I think so. And you know, I think one of the key things with your mindset there is the fact that you're asking yourself, what is my next six months going to look like? Like I can change this, the future, I can change the future. And I think that a lot of people that are stuck, they focus too much on the present and they focus, focus too much on the past. Whereas if you kind of um, look at the mindset of people that are more successful, they tend to look towards the future and what they can create in that space. Exactly.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that you get, we get so caught up on, you know, why something happened that put us in, you know, put us where we're at. Like me, I could have felt sorry myself. Like, man, I wish my parents had more money. Um, you know, I mean kids growing up were rich, you know, that I, that I knew. And so I could be sorry for myself thinking I'm not, you know, I'm not in a position where, where they're at, but then I also looked at myself. It's like, man, like, well, one of the biggest, like probably mindset changes for me was realizing how, how rich I truly was. I forgot how much they said, like the human body's worth, but when you're born, you know, your body is worth millions and millions of dollars because of, you know, all the different organs and things it's like, man, at that point, like I really saw myself as something special because The richest man in the entire world, right? If he didn't, if he didn't have the ability to walk um, or move around, he would give every one of his last dollars just to be able to be where I'm at. You know what I mean? Somebody who was dying on their deathbed because of cancer would give every single bit of money that they had to be where I was at. So it's like, dang, like I really am rich. Um, And that was probably the biggest, biggest mindset change for me is like, dang, I'm not, I'm not poor. Like I'm, I'm doing super, super good. Um, and it really changed. And then you, then you're happy about everything. You know what I mean? Like, as you take away, you know, take abil- the way, the ability to your ability to walk, we take it for granted. Um, but like, because I was able to move and function and change my life, like dang, at that point it's like, all right, we got something special to work
1: with. As you talk about like realizing your value, it, it seems like you're becoming more grateful. You're showing more gratitude for the things you do have. And you know, the research has been shown that it does chemical things to your head, like release more serotonin and dopamine. Like it physically makes you happier and changes your state.
0: Yeah. And do people want to be around you? You know what I mean? Like nobody wants to be around somebody that's like, that's uh you know, that's a, not, I'm not saying a loser or a bad word, but like if you're a loser, like in your mind, like no, dude nobody wants to be around you if you're feeling sorry for yourself. Uh, dude, one of the coolest things I heard one time is, uh, like I'm, you I'm a huge Conor McGregor fan, but when he was coming up, you know, he, people just said, he was like, he's super, super arrogant. I'm like, man, if, if you're not a, if you're not a winner, you can't be that arrogant, but because he's a winner, like he can do whatever he wants to do. And somebody told me once I said, everybody loves a winner. So if you're winning in life, like people want to be, people want to be around you, whether it's for the right reasons or the wrong reasons, it doesn't matter. But when you're winning, you attract, you know, you attract a different world around you.
1: Definitely. It's the energy that you give off to, I think.
0: Exactly. Exactly. It's like, man, nobody wants to be around somebody who feels sorry for themselves.
1: Mm-hmm. And then, um, so we covered kind of the first part of your story. So what are you doing now?
0: Man, so, uh, what I'm doing now is, um, I've got a tech startup company that launches coming up in July. Um, so we've been working on that and I do, I've still been doing door to door sales. So I sold close to $30 million in roofs last year, um, in tile and tile roofs. So it's, it's one of those things I'm still, you know, working with that. Got a couple little other like side hustles, but that's, that's been the main source of main source of my, my
1: income. That makes sense. And then, so, you know, as you're doing this, you learn a lot of different skills with sales, right? Like, mm-hmm. how to sell to, so what advice would you offer anyone who's going into a field or even in life? Because sales is everywhere. What advice would you offer them?
0: Uh, dude, for me, like one of the, one of the, uh, the biggest things is just like, I won't cuss on your pocket. But it's like, it's just shut the F up and listen. Like, if you listen, like somebody will tell you everything that they, the, everything that they want. Um, so many times, like people think that the best salespeople are the best, are, are good talkers when it, when it's not, it's not in any means. It's asking, you know, asking the right questions. Um, so if you can be a good listener, you can be a good, you can be a good salesperson. Um, and the other thing, do just be people like, this was the hardest thing for me. Like, I never wanted to follow up with people because I thought it was going to be annoying, but people, people love when you follow up with them. Like they think it's, if, if they can make it harder for you and you're persistent, like they like that, and if you and if you can keep being persistent, keep following up, like you're gonna you're gonna be able to earn their business. Versus just like, uh, you know, hey, well, let me know what you know. Let me, let me know what you want. It's like staying on top
1: of it every single day. People connect more with you whenever you allow them to talk and tell them about yourself, and then tell people connect more when you allow them to talk and they tell you more about themselves, and then you build off that. But I feel like a lot of salesmen, their problem is they just go to the customer and they start telling them what they need instead of listening to what they actually need.
0: Yeah, dude. And, that, and that's, that's been one of the biggest, like, that's why for me, I've always been such a good salesperson because I just listen, but now going out and like trying to like help people, it's actually hard for me to even talk about myself and like what I'm, what I, what I've done. Um, that's why I've hired like writers to help me put it into words because I never even talk about myself whatsoever because I'm so busy listening to people all the time. Um, uh, that dude's just a complete, it's a, it's a, it's a complete change for me uh, to be able to even, even just be on podcasts and talk about myself. Um, but I mean, at, at the end of the day that that person knows what's going to be best for their life, right? And if you can present it in such a way to where it makes sense, like they're going to do, they're going to do business with you. But like when you go in and tell them what they want, like, I mean, it just doesn't work. Especially dude, because now, nowadays, I mean, people have the internet, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can, you can research a product. Like we're dealing with people who are really, really informed. Right. So it's like, you're never going to be able to like, like, like those days of being like a used car salesman, being slick and talking somebody into something that they don't want or need um, you know, are, are over because you have such informed buyers. But if you can be a servant there and you can go meet a need, you know, ask the right questions and figure out what they truly want. Like you can do, you can do, you know, big things and make the most money. Like being a, dude, being a salesman is the best job in the world because you don't have to clock in nine to five. You know what I mean? Like you can take days off. You don't ever have to actually go to work. Um, I mean, I guess let like a car salesman or something like that. But you know, if you, if you did door to door sales, like you never have to, you never have to go to work if you don't want to. When did you realize you were a good salesman? Um, dude, when I, when I ended up like breaking like different like records and like things are unheard of because just from dude, for me, it was just like, I just got out there and you know, was, was grinding and working. So once you kind of like you, cause I, I never, I never like, I'd always tell people like comparison is the thief of joy, like never compare yourself to other people. But like when I would put my numbers out there and then people wouldn't even be at like a 10th or a 20th of what I was doing. So like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing too bad. I think I know what I'm, what I'm talking about.
1: And that must've uh, built your confidence up too.
0: Dude, it did. It just made me want to go. It just made me want to go, go even harder. Just like, cause when you, you know, when you get those like little things that kind of like, Hey, you're doing, you know, you're doing good in life. You're doing what you want. It's like, for me, it's like, instead of just like, you know, just stop and it, it's like, okay, let's go, let's make ourselves even, even better.
1: Mm-hmm. There, there's always two types of success where it's like the first one will make you complacent and you're like, eh, I'm here. Like I can stop. And there's the second one, the second type of person who's just kind of like, okay, this makes me want to go even harder to see like where my potential actually lies.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, and there's only two reasons that like we change as human beings. Like, number one is pain. Um, Like, if something's painful, like we want to change it. You know what I mean? Like, for broke, like, dang, what do I got to do to change it? Because if like if everything was just so easy, you know, we really would get complacent. Um, So for me, there's you know there's things that popped up, you know, in, in my life that made it like, dang, like, all right, I got to keep, I got to keep going. You know what I mean? And so like once that happens so many times, like, much as I'd like love to just you know stop, like I can't, got to keep going.
1: Absolutely. Did you ever have? any mentors to kind of guide you along the way or you kind of self-taught?
0: Um, no dude. So I mean like my mentors were like Jim Rohn, um, Zig Ziglar, um, TD Jakes, uh, Miles Monroe, you know, all, all of those people. Like I never had anybody that was like a, a mentor mentor in my life. Um, but I really just, I gravitated towards those books, um, and those things. And like anytime I would read something, you know, I would implement it immediately. And I think that's, that's one of the biggest problems that we have is people like read books. Right. And we're just reading to read versus Like, all right, if it says like, do this, like why you, why even keep reading until you're actually doing that one thing? So there's a lot of people out there that are saying like, oh, you got to read four or five books a month. Like you can't, you can't change your life with four or five books. Like you can't implement everything it's saying. It's like read one, put it into practice, read another, put it into practice. Cause you can have all the knowledge in the world, but if you can't execute, execute it, it doesn't matter. It's kind of like, dude, it's kind of like with basketball, you know what I mean? Like you could know all the dynamics of what shooting a free throw is, right? Like somebody could like spell it out, like step one, step two, step three. But really, at the end of the day, it's like it's it's muscle memory.
1: Definitely. Did you play?
0: Yeah, dude, yeah, I played. Uh, what position? Play five. I'm, I'm like six six, but dude, like I couldn't have gone anywhere with it. I went to go play JUCO, but dude, those kids were so fast and so good, it made me made me look terrible. So yeah, but, but I bet you dominated high school. High school was fun, but yeah, once when, but like once you actually got into like college, it was a different because we I played one A, so like once yeah. you actually got into college, it was like it was a different story, a whole other level. I bet. Well, there's a job, dude. So, cause I went to a junior college, just, I didn't go for school. So I went to go to that first year to play basketball and do like their practice. And I, I knew I was going to make any money on it. And it's like, why am I, why would I spend even any amount of years, like keep, you know, to keep playing if it's not what I, it's not what I'm going to do for the rest of my life.
1: Yeah. I, I, um, I still play basketball and I really enjoy it in high school. But one of the things that like, cause people always ask me to play college and I'm not, I'm not going to. And one of the things that always kind of turns me off is the fact that it turns from something like fun in high school to more of like a job in college.
0: Yeah, dude. And it is. And then, you know, the, one of the biggest problems is that, dude, and this for me, like watching people that would peak in high school that were like the cool kids, like, dude, are like the, they're like the, the, the losers now in life. You know what I mean? Not all, I'm not saying all of them are, uh, dude, but it's one of those things like, you know, once you play high school basketball and once you you know play college and all that stuff, like if you don't make money from it, like, dude, nobody cares. It's like, it's a lot like, uh, you ever watch, uh, Napoleon Hill or Napoleon Dynamite. I mean,
1: I have not seen it. Everyone talks about it, but I've not seen yeah,
0: it. Yeah, we got so you got to see Kate, uh, Uncle Rico. You know, he's always talking about like, man, back in my day, if Coach would put me in, we would have a state state championship. I throw a football quarter mile, you know. Like yeah. he's always talking about the past and like, dude, in the future, like nobody cares. So it's like if it's not helping you propel you to, um, you know, whatever you're doing now, like dude, it doesn't it doesn't matter whatsoever. Like nothing, um, no amount of like sports or, or basketball or has helped me in, helped me in my career whatsoever.
1: Mm. Well, but along that line, I also think that basketball, like. Um, or even being in a sport in high school, it does teach you kind of like work work ethic and like putting up maybe with like teammates that you don't agree with or coaches you don't agree with. I think there's a couple of things like you can get from it, but I see what you're saying.
0: Yeah, no dude. And I think, I think it super is necessary. Like, I'm not saying like, I, I, did, I wish I didn't play. Like it really is, it really is necessary, but it's like when you go into that next level for, you know, for college, cause dude, like once you get out of high school, like you're an adult, you know what I mean? And like, if it's not, if it's not going to add to your life, I mean, I'm like, I'm never going to tell somebody what to do. Uh, but, but for me, it's like, if. This is either because you can't even play basketball for your whole life you know what i mean yeah like like now dude like out, out here like i mean there's maybe a couple places where they got pickup games but it's not like everybody you know everybody around like hey you want to go play basketball yeah yeah you know what yeah. i mean it's not like it's not like something everybody does
1: mm-hmm.
0: but so, with uh sa- with sales now
1: do you get like a similar enjoyment that you used to with basketball
0: um no dude with sales like it, i mean it's fun like you hit highs at first once you you know once you do something but then it's also like it just becomes like every day, like in a really like do even like even like a Lamborghini. Do when I first got my Lamborghini, it was like this is amazing. I want to drive it every day. And now you hop in and it's just like dang, it's whatever. It feels like just a normal like I wouldn't. I don't feel any different from hopping in that versus like you know uh, a Nissan Altima that I used to own. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I really does, Yeah, so do like, dude, with anything like anything like with life like those highs and those lows. Um, but it's like for me, one of the biggest things was learning not to ride those. You know, because you, your feelings will let you down every time they feel like it. Um, and do just like it. Really is like finding happiness in like every day, the every day monotony of life. Because it's like you can hit big numbers, you can make big paychecks, but it just becomes
1: average. Mm-hmm. And the people that are able to do the tedious things every day typically are the ones that are able to achieve higher levels of success.
0: Yeah, because I mean that's what that, I mean. That's what life's about. Like life doesn't give you what you want; it gives you what you deserve. And when when you're you know when you're consistent. Um, even when you're consistent with your sales, you know, your follow ups. like that's what people, people want to know, like when you sell them something that you're going
1: to be around, you know what I mean? That you're not just like, just getting one over on them. When you, when you follow up, um, if people don't respond, do you come back again and again, or do you stop at a certain point?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it, the, the number, like it, the number is five, right? So most times it takes to close a sale sales, like following up with them five times. And the biggest, biggest problem, uh, people get into is thinking like follow ups, like, Hey shooting you a follow-up, um, of what's going on. Hey, what, you know, what's up? Just following up with you. Like, that's a terrible way to follow up. A follow-up is giving them any way possible to think about you, to, you know, so it could be sending them a funny, you know, a funny video. Um, could say, Hey, you know, um, I forgot to drop some information off. I'll, I'll drop it by tomorrow. Um, so it's just, it's just giving them five different times to think about you so that they can, they can process that before, you know, making a deal with
1: you. I got you. I got you. That's, that's definitely important. Even in general, like in life, there's someone that you want to work with. There's, someone that um, you want to pursue something with, I think the same thing applies probably.
0: Yeah, dude, I mean the the right thing at the wrong time is the wrong thing. You know what I mean? So like there, I mean there's there's moments in my life that if somebody can't, you know, pitch me uh, you know, some like get rich, you know, like guaranteed like pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, like this is guaranteed. Um like, dude, there's times in my life that I'm not even open and pers, you know, to to even talk to them about it because it's just not the right time. Right. But if they, if they catch me on the right time, it's like, hey, you know, we can talk. And that's, then that's the biggest thing is when you're persistent, you, you know, you might be at first catch somebody at the wrong time, but you keep up with it and it'll be the right time sooner or later.
1: Is there a way in your opinion to know when, when like the right time is coming for the other person, like are there signs that show it, or is it just kind of like be persistent and eventually it will hit it?
0: You know, I think, I mean, number one is like be empathetic towards them. So if you look at, you know, so say if you're, you know, your, your person that you're falling up with is uh, a working person, right? So you realize that they work from nine to five. Um, so you probably, you know, during the day, depending on what job they had, that's probably not the best time, you know, right when they get home, uh, it's probably not the best time. So it's like figuring out, all right, you know, they might have a break at seven 30 or eight o'clock at night to follow up with them. That might be the only time, you know, that that's a right time for them to where they can actually sit down and process it. So it's like putting yourself in that other person's shoes. Like if I had this exact same schedule, like when would I be open uh, and perceptive to it?
1: I got you, man. And as we wind down, where can people uh, look you up or find out more information about you?
0: Yeah, you, they can follow me on Instagram, Jake J uh, or go to JakeNix.com. And so dude, right now we're just putting out some different, some different content. Um, I feel like everybody says that, but you know, we really got a book coming out towards the end of the year. Um, so dude, we just got, we just got some good stuff coming out. Like I, I don't even make money from this, but I, I just love helping people, you know, people out. Like for me, we're in a place like you know, we're good, but there's only two things that really make people happy in life, which is number one is, is, uh, is giving, giving, you know, to like people who need it and then growing. So it's like, if you're growing, like you're happy, if you're giving to people, so that's, that's where I'm at in life. It's like, no amount of money that I'm going to make is going to make me any more happier than, than to do, you know, to help people grow and to, and to give.
1: So, Well, I appreciate you coming on, man. And as we close things up, I've got one last question, but first a little bit of background. So when you die, the only thing that matters is the difference that you made or the impact that you had. So with that being said, what difference or what impact are you trying to make? Yeah,
0: dude. So uh, off of that, there's a guy named T. Boone Pickens. He was a billionaire who just died. Um, I'm sure if you're familiar with him, but he, he said a, a poem, more of a, more of a quote that said, you know, if you want to imagine like what impact you're going to leave in life is like, if you get a bucket of water, you know, fill it all the way up and then stick your hand in it and grab as much as you can and pull it out, you're going to see kind of what the impact is, which is not much at all. You know what I mean? So for, for me with that, with that being said is just, do just living every single day to actually, you know, be fulfilled, loving my family, um, helping people out. Cause at, at the end of the day, dude, most people probably never even going to remember, remember who we are. You know what I mean?